Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Kessner-King, and co-host, Margaret Sheldon. Hi, Margaret. Good morning. Good morning. It's We got a little snow, finally. I know. You must have gotten more in New Hampshire. Oh, not much. We got about an inch, but it's pretty. Just enough to be pretty. That's how I like it. We have four inches, according to my no way. path shoveling husband. Yep. Down in the Boston area. Yeah. Oh, wow. My path shoveling husband. I love it. <laughs> oh, I have one too. Um, so this is exciting. We're going to cover daily painting. The challenges, the pros, the cons, the breakthroughs, the, the this, the that. You've done it, I think, several times, right? So many times. <laughs> so many times. Woo! That's it. And this is my first time. So we have like the ends of the spectrum. To... That's right. Oh, boy. It'll be fun. So I have, um, I did put it out on Instagram and maybe Facebook and got a few replies. So I would like to acknowledge those people and thank them for writing in. I have Sierra Fenton, who gave a little input. I'm just going to quickly go over these before we get into our, our yeah. discussion. So Sierra said... <clears throat> One thing she found very helpful, she's a mother of two. So trying to get away, of course, is tricky. But she sounds like in her post that she has a studio space. She, she found it really helpful to choose one subject to paint over a couple of days um, and be able to sometimes get away for 15 minutes, sometimes two hours, I, you know, depending on how the kids are napping that day, I suppose. Oh and then Melanie Levitt from Jackson Art Studio and Gallery in Jackson, New Hampshire, which is a lovely, lovely gallery if you're up there. Got to see it. Beautiful uh, works of art up there. Um, she shared quite a few things. Um, it forced her, I love this, forced her to organize her materials. Organization is a huge factor, keeping things clean. So I think we have, you know, people who are free and, and sort of, I like that word better than disorganized, maybe. <laughs> and then we have those who are highly organized, right? So it's good, though, to get all of this feedback. So Melanie, I'm assuming, is more of the freer mind. And <laughs> she was, was finding it really helped to plan the day, organize the materials. Oh, so I should state that Melanie is a diehard planner painter. Yes. Ooh. Yes, in the winter, she is out there. So if you get on her Instagram, you'll see these gorgeous paintings of her outdoors. So she shares a lot of tips about that and how to stay warm. And in fact, what I'm going to do, because they're so good for the cold climate, I'm going to put that on the Artists of New England website page. I'm going to list, I'll probably uh, do a copy and paste of these, these two longer versions. But Melanie's real takeaways, and I like this, she was at first... Um, pretty nervous about doing it and thinking, how am I going to find time to do this? But she found that she's really, she wakes up now, she's really excited. Like, I know for sure I'm going to paint today. So that is what she has found has really helped her 
through the loneliness of the pandemic and meeting new people, right? Because you're in these groups. And so that was one great thing from her. Um, another great thing she talked about was don't leave your paints in the car up here in the tundra. You will not be able to squeeze them out and a little gambling solvent free uh, solvent free gel in your paint is going to help. So like I said, she gave some really awesome tips that I'll put on the, um, the website for how to layer. I loved it. You know, how to properly layer and do all that. Um, her greatest breakthrough was painting quicker and, you know, getting into that, that zone of finding your direct, what's the most pertinent information. And then she talks again about, um, you know, being outdoors and seeing the true colors. And mm -hmm. so I think that's why she's a diehard plein air painter. Okay, so then Debbie Mueller shared, um, this is her third year doing the Strata Easel Challenge. So some of you are familiar with the Strata Easel. And her biggest thing was logistics. She does some neat posts and uh, she is highly organized. So, you know, pre-order your panels, pre-order gessoed panels. And she does all the same size, which I find interesting. Yeah. That's a That's great way to go. Keep your tools clean and orderly. Don't waste time searching for them. She uses a palette garage for paints. You might've heard of that. Put a little clove oil in there. Um, and then keeps your paints fresh from day to day. I throw saran wrap over mine and refresh them every day. Works for the 30 days so far. Um, one thing she shared, and I found this really interesting. Don't be too ambitious. So I, I don't know if this was her first or second year doing the challenge, but she picked a nice setup. She did nice still life with a, a nice silver reflective toaster. And then she did a plate of eggs and a patterned dish towel. And she got into it and realized, oh my God, I'm painting this whole thing twice, right? Because of the reflections in the toaster. So she's like, don't get ambitious. And I have to say that is, we'll touch on that later, but that was huge to me. To, to Two more things that Debbie shared that I, I thought were really helpful. And that is gratitude to the people in your household, especially if you're painting like me in the middle of the household on the kitchen counter. <laughs> so you know, it's definitely not ideal, but my husband has been so gracious. And just share that with your family members. If you, if you have that, just say, hey, you know, thanks for working around all this for a month. And of course the benefits, um, I don't think you can do the challenge and not see some really big benefits. So those are the people I wanted to acknowledge for sharing. Thank you so much. And um, what else? So we're going to go on, Margaret. Yeah. We're going to pick your brain because you've got so much knowledge in this. And I, I think one good place to ask you to sort of um, clarify, because you're going to have a lot better understanding of this than me, but how, and how, how would it benefit a career artist to do a 30-day painting challenge and why would they even do it <clears throat> well well there's myriad answers to that the first thing is even if someone's doing this as their full-time gig so to speak mm -hmm. you know we all fall into traps right but there's always something that can destroy your day <laughs> or you know something very important that just has to be scheduled at i don't know uh, 11.30 or 1.30, you know, and there it goes. So I think no matter who you are committing to 
producing something for 30 days in a row has really huge benefits. Um, and I don't know a single artist who's trying to make their living doing it, who doesn't say that they spend half their time doing you know, the business end of art. And it's really easy for that to take, take over. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, let, let's face it, sometimes you're not really feeling it and it's, right. you can just get sucked in another direction. So having that commitment, I have to say, especially in like January or February, okay. and especially this year. Yeah. Has, <laughs> and then, of course, the Strata easel, there's usually... Um, if you're doing a really bang up job, there's some notoriety that comes with it. Okay. Um, people, you know, win a lot of challenges through Strata. I mean, Strata is a company that's very good, I think, at marketing. And at the yeah. same time, their marketing seems to benefit the audience. So there's that. And, yeah. you know, honestly, it's, it's also kind of fun. It's sort of like doing a 30 day diet like the whole 30 and for art. Um, <laughs> Just don't do them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of the tips that you mentioned are things that certainly um, I've heard and I've, I've found to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea of um, unifying the size it lets you buy all 30 panels, if that's what you're painting on at once. Um, <clears throat> having a setup that you don't have to reset up every day is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, working artists to, you can still be working on a giant painting. I can tell you that in the last two years, I've gone much, much bigger. And one of the things that's a pleasure is to be able to paint something else. Yeah. Important, right? To be able to choose to paint something else and to go ahead and just know that this little exercise is going to be what it is, which is going to be smaller and simpler and all the rest of it. And faster, right? Because oh. I, I would imagine that, you know, career artists are typically working on very large things. Yeah, I, you know, and then it can be simple. Uh, the idea of knowing what you're going to paint, yeah. whether you've chosen a subject or a theme. I mean, as a working artist, you may be working on a, a giant, you know, figurative piece. It's kind of nice to just sit there and execute something simply. Um, so there's, you know, there's all sorts of benefits. The other thing is it gives you something to occupy the front of your mind besides, it can be so overwhelming when you're working on a, you know, let's say I, what I'm doing now is sort of a 36 by, I think the one I have on the easel now is 48. Oh, wow. And that's smaller than the big ones that I've Ooh. got. Going. However, you, you know, when you work on that, you're, it's a different mindset because you kind of know where you're going and you kind of are always working on the path to get there. And, right. you know, it's just a pleasure to, I hate to use the phrase, but to just knock something out. Yeah. Just knock it out. It feels so good. And I think for that reason, you know, there's no, there's absolutely no downside to it. Yeah. I've also seen a lot of artists who will say for the 30 days, I'm just going to do a series of watercolors or I'm, you know, they change it up. Maybe mm-hmm. tonal paintings and they're normally a colorist kind of frees you up to go ahead and play with something. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that, you know, when you're on that tra- trajectory of completing a larger work, just having a little, a bump in the road or you know, just a diversion, get your mind, you know, I mean, when I'm painting a painting that, that goes on for more than a month, 
I'm dreaming about it every night. Is that weird? But I do oh, like huh. think about it. I'm weird. <laughs> okay. I, I dream about it and I'm thinking about it. And so just to maybe have a diversion to, to maybe think about it in a different way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you do it and to try different, maybe different styles. Maybe mm-hmm. you've really wanted to see what it's like to, to paint really loose. So you try a really big brush. I know a lot of people will say, I just thought I'm going to do palette knife painting, like a small eight by eight every night. Wow. And I don't know why I say night because I've always done, when I did those challenges, I was working and I didn't have the ability to just, right. you know, paint all day or during the daylight. Yes. So for me, it was always like, you said show gratitude to your family. I used to look at my husband who would bring me up a plate of dinner because he knew <laughs> I, I was determined that I wanted to be done by 11 so I could clean up the wrap the brushes in some oil or soap and then yeah oh I, my goal was to be in bed by midnight yeah boy time, midnight yeah time constraints can be a big part of it I mean it really forces you to sort of either paint super fast which I I've been in that corner once or twice during this challenge um it just but your energy too right now did you find so you did when you were doing them after work did you find you kind of got your second win when you got into it? Yes. Yeah. And for, for good or for bad, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, because then you're up all night. Oh, you know, it's like, right, that's a whole lot of adrenaline, except I, if I paint intensely for three hours, particularly in the evening, and I'm thinking of that figure drawing or figure painting class yeah. that you've, you've been dropping in and enjoying with me, yeah. I am absolutely toast at the end. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm in it and I'm energized. And I found that with the 30 and 30, I wouldn't really think about it. Okay. And I'd ignore my own 11 o'clock and you're done rule. I'd think, oh, just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, you know, I always sit there and I think, gosh, and when we were all in school, you know, we'd be up all night and have oh. an 8 a.m. class. I don't know how, uh-huh. thank, thank goodness you well, the, you know, that's interesting. That, so we can talk a little bit about energy and how that wavers throughout, you know, different periods of our life. But also, you know, I have found that with the recent news and all the, the transition and all that's been going on, um, energy can be really low, really low. And or sometimes, you know, an emergency with the kids, you know, if we survive raising kids, we're gonna be, we, we should be saints. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, and when they start having their own, they finally realize, you know, why, what's, what are you worrying about all the time? Okay, have one. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about worry in two years. <laughs> oh, I love it. The, you know, the time constraints, the energy, I mean, all that um, really, I think, plays into to this 30-day challenge and, and and being either, well, a hindrance, you know, particularly that has to be working. You're right. You said how your energy level changes like over your life or in the course of the day. Yeah. But in the course of a 30 day challenge, everybody starts off gung ho. Yeah. Yeah. Then you hit that stretch of road where you think this is never going to end. Yeah. I can't stand. Why did I say I was going to paint 
I don't know, uh, a still life every night. I don't ever want to see another still life. <laughs> through all of that, you know, maybe, maybe you bang out a few paintings that are less, less than. But then at the end, if you can manage, that home stretch is sort of fun and you get re-energized. And for yeah. me, on day 31, pff, I'm lucky if I clean my brushes, it's like I'm staying away <laughs> I don't care if I ever paint another small panel. Uh, I, I very much have that. At the, I almost have that at the end of every sort of series of paintings. I'm like, ooh, okay, been there. Yeah. But that, let's you know when it's over. Like everything else, but then it comes back. And yeah, I think I hit like the heartbreak hill of the, the marathon, <laughs> you know, maybe, a, maybe last night. <laughs> I just, I had no energy and I, I you know, I, even though I've been doing them at the end of the day primarily, yeah. I find that I, I enjoy it better if I can do it during the day because um, the lighting's better. There's just a, a variety of reasons, energy, of course. But after work, you know, if I get in there and I get in the zone, yeah, that I get reinvigorated, I get it, I get it done. But boy, last night, oh, it just wasn't happening. And I considered cheating. I was looking through a sketchbook. I thought, maybe I'll just post a sketch. No, I said, no, I'm not going to cheat. I can do this. And, and so I did a little gouache on paper and it was okay. I put it out there. Um, but I woke up really reinvigorated to, to read, you know, like to just charge till yeah. Sunday when it ends. So yeah, I think. Um, Good. Yeah. So you'll have a strong finish. Yeah, it's coming. The other thing I found is that when you produce a painting that maybe you don't like, for whatever reason, it's a flop. Nobody wants to post those. I know. <laughs> but yeah. You have to, and I'll tell you why. Because at the end, mm. it's almost like, it's like reading your diary, right? Going back, you can see like, oh yeah, there was a good one. And there is this sort of ebb and flow. And I think, I think it's really good to acknowledge that. Yeah. Some yeah. of the best painters I know when they're plein air painting, it's, I always think it's almost like a, a fishing expedition or, or something where, um, you come together and then you're like, oh, so did you get one? Did you get one? Yeah. And it's fun if someone says, nope, nothing. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. And, you know, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I yeah. mean, that's the thing that we all have to learn. Not, yeah. everything, not everything is a masterpiece. In fact, most of it isn't even very good. Yeah. But you go through that process in order to get there. Right. How can right. you get to the good work if you don't chug out a lot of bad ones? Right. And you have to learn to work with, um, you know, I mean, there's moon cycles, there's hormonal, hormonal cycles, there's all kinds of things that we, you know, especially women face and you can, but you can work with those. I mean, there are certain times of the month where it's coming and boy, I can knock out some paintings, you know, you got to work with that energy, that ebb and flow of that energy and, and understand yourself, understand, you know, that when it's a down day, it's okay. It is okay and, and learn what to do when it's a down day. But in that, you know, like for yesterday, that was just a down day. And I, I went with it. I said, okay, I can do a gouache sketch on paper. And I stood at the counter and 30 minutes did it. So it you felt know, good that I finished. It felt good that I didn't cheat. <laughs> yes, you did not cheat. But, you know, I'm going to digress a little and say what you learned from that. I think, and I can only speak for myself, is if I think about it and I recognize what, what makes the condition optimal for me. I mean, you can't control where the moon is or no. anything else. 
you right. can control what do you know works for you like figuring out are you a morning painter yes or are you better setting it up at night some people i know i thought about this the other night why do i like painting at night sometimes and it's because it's so quiet do you know i love that the house is even quiet and sometimes that complete quiet lets me do a different kind of work but you know if you can recognize that and set yourself up maybe you don't feel like painting but you know that if you sit down in your studio at 7.30 in the morning with a cup of coffee, you can put in four hours. Mm -hmm. And those can be the best four hours you could give yourself to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, I don't know any artist, now that I've really been staring at enough of them to say this, <laughs> I don't know anyone that starts work, and I use the air quote for that, but you know, goes into their studio and begins to produce and paint and really get into that flow and stays there for 10 hours. Yeah. I mean, that's just not life. At some point, you know, you have to eat and you have yeah. to, for me, I have to go, like, I always think I have to like breathe some air, you know, I need to like get outside or it's probably craving <laughs> vitamin D to tell you the truth, get out in the sun. Mm -hmm. but, it's never 10 straight hours. I mean, yeah. it was when I was younger, but those days are gone. <laughs> now it's more like figuring out which chunk of time works best. So right, right. I think that any commitment like this can help you figure it out if you can look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, you had some great tips that uh, when I was starting. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> you gave me a few great ones. Uh, just about setup and materials and uh, so what do you got there? Well, I'm sure I told you that I found a disposable palette to be my friend. Yes, it has been mine too. <laughs> I, am not, I am not a person. I am not, especially if you're painting small, you're not going to need, you know, a, a big fat two inch line of paint. That's just not going to be what you need. Right. And, um, and if you're going to be painting every day, your palette I mean, I don't know, unless you live in Arizona, your paints aren't going to dry. Sometimes I just dab my pile of paint with a little bit of linseed oil and tell it, I'll see you tomorrow, and it's fine. <laughs> but um, disposable palette, I think it's psychological, Laura, yeah. <laughs> to have like gone through this, finished a painting, you know, one of the 30 you're going to do, to just look at the paint piles and say, mm, nothing much worth saving, or if you're me, taking your palette knife and scooping up the cadmium yellow and then you know turning to the clean sheet of palette paper underneath and putting that one down i mean i will put a glob of good paint on tomorrow's can uh palette no question but right. being able to roll that up and yep. throw it away not having to clean a palette it's just it's the yes. ticket for me and i'll be honest you know i use good brushes because I believe that you should use good materials if you enjoy them and yeah. whatever. So I have good brushes, but I will use a little, I'll give them a swish in some Gamsol. I'll squeeze the paint out. I'll usually take a little oil that I have a pile of, press the bristles in there to get whatever's in out, wipe it with my rag and set it up for tomorrow because it's going to be just fine if I don't wash it. If yeah. I'm going to start painting again, Right. I think right. that's sort of putting yourself up that way. So yeah. what other good advice did I give you? Well, I, to me, it was the, I distinctly remember the palette. 
That was my takeaway. I was like, <laughs> yes. And you did say, um, you know, kind of think of a theme, paint in a theme. A theme. Yeah. And that, know that what did you're help. Paint. Yeah. I, did, I started with food. I did a lot of food and, and just kind of anything. Good. In the I will say this for me, the, f- the first day, my husband was laughing at me. It took me longer to set up the still life than it did to paint it. So um, I said, well, we can't do this. This cannot be a repeat. So as the days went on, um, everything became fair game, you know, especially in particular because I started watching everybody else's and I'm like, okay, what's wrong with a pen, an egg, you know, an onion. (laughs) Let's not go overboard. So I learned to pare it down somewhat. Um, The other big thing I started doing was if I could actually set up my still life the night before exactly where I was going to do it and take a few photos I would then look at it and I haven't done it consistently but about 10 days so far I've been able to set it up take a few pictures and make that the last thing I look at before I go to bed and then you know look at it all day before I paint it and and it seemed to just help it flow it helped it kind of go smoother so all the decisions you were just ready to yeah Exactly. So that, yeah, removed a lot of decisions. So um, I think, I don't know, what else for material setup? I think, you know, do I, do I do this? This is a do as I say, not as I do, but (laughs) I've seen a limited palette can help a lot. Mm. You know, we all go crazy. Don't, don't ever let me loose in Blick. Don't leave me there for a little while. A big mistake. I always, you know, I'll say things to John like, you know, this is like a hardware store is for you. That's what Blick is for me. Right. And thank God this guy, you know, we met in architecture school, but uh, he's been around artists all those years and, and he knows the deal. He appreciates it. So he, he will actually, uh, he'll usually buy himself a little something, you know, new sketch pads and pencils. But I look at those paint colors Oh boy. And if it's behind the locked case, I really want to see what those colors are. I usually pass out when I hear the prices. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. I've, I've actually had them open some of those cases and to take a color I love. And then I'll say, so what, how much is this? And when they tell me $65, I'm like, whoa, take it back. Oh, wow. But you don't need all those colors. Yeah. You can want them. You can really enjoy them, put them to good use. I get it. <clears throat> but for a 30 day challenge, man, get a cool and a warm of each primary toss in, you know, certainly white, whatever else you can't live without and keep it simple. Keep all those glorious, you know, for me, it's things like radiant turquoise. What can I do with this? Oh, wow. That (laughs) sounds luscious. But but just keep it simple. You're not trying to produce a masterpiece. You're trying to produce a small painting every day for 30 days. Right. Yeah, I definitely did that. I did the limited. Actually, I've been doing that for about a year. So <laughs> I feel like until I really know what I'm doing, which probably will take the rest of my life with just that. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember saying to Colin Page, he was like, well, what is it you're trying to figure out? And I said, I just want to make this more manageable. Why does it take me three trips to the car to get set up for plein air painting? Mm. And he kind of looked at me and he shrugged and he said, why are you carrying all that paint? And I thought, <laughs> Oh, right, right. Yeah. So you know, he pared me down to maybe eight to 
10 tubes. And I thought, yeah, 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 I don't need anything else. Yeah, and, and I'm getting much faster at, much faster at mixing anything I need, you know, of thinking where before it was such a challenge to like, what do I do to get? And so that's getting much quicker. Yeah, thank goodness. So those, those are the things that help. Yeah. I guess our mo it seems like our theme here is to tell people just simplify. And, and I would add to that because you are not painting a masterpiece. You're going to paint every day and it will be what it will be. Right. Right. Yeah, it's an exercise. Um, let's talk a little bit about COVID, COVID yeah. issues. Um, for people doing the 30 day, I think for me, the silver lining has been um, having more time, right? Without all the commute. I don't have kids at home. So I think for other people, that's a huge challenge. Now they have the kids home doing school and, you know, they're trying to, to do work. And that's men and women. I know that there are some um, career artists, men. I have friends who are, they're home with the kids. So, um, you know, it's tough stuff. Now doing this 30 day challenge for me, having the extra time has just been fantastic. So, um, and also I think, I mean, let's face it, we're not seeing each other. We're not seeing our kids. We're not, you know, my, my kids are all out of state. It's just been a very challenging year as far as that goes. And, um, you know, just the, the being able to unwind, I find that doing this 30 day challenge has, has helped me to realize how much it's all, it's meditative. Like other people will meditate. I can get into this zone of painting that calms me down without drinking any wine, <laughs> just, just the painting and just getting into that, that zone that used to take me, I will say this used to take me so much longer to get into it. But now that I'm doing a painting a day, I've gotten it down to about 90 minutes. That's about my, my window of being able to get into the zone where I am just focused on the shape, not the thing, the shape, the color, the value, that's it. And it's like being in this, this zone of this matrix and I'm just so hyper-focused and then I can come back out and it's like, oh, here I am in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> where was I? I don't know, but it was really great. <laughs> nice not to be here. <laughs> I think we're all going to feel that at the end, anywhere but here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I will tell you that COVID has knocked me off my game. And I haven't heard too many artists admit that. Yeah. I've heard most of the artists I talk to tell me how, you know, they've had all this time and they're producing all this, you know, pandemic work. Yeah. And I Thing. really I'm so envious <laughs> um, and because I have struggled with it I have struggled with you know I have a studio in an urban location so I kind of will go to my studio and decide how many people I think are afoot before I actually will decide to go on in and paint yeah. I look at quiet times I mean it's very much in my mind I, I've said this before I feel like my poor husband, he hears this every day. Our job is to just hide. We're hiding from this virus. I'll feel better once I get a vaccine. But until then, yeah. I'm just doing everything I can to avoid the casual carrier who's got a cootie that's just waiting for Margaret Sheldon to walk by. <laughs> you know, they're going to get an award for having finally got me. But that, it's very much on my mind. And yeah. Um, yeah. 
and so it's been rough. I have done a lot of sketchbook work. Um, I think, could I have done a 30 day challenge during this? It's something I haven't really given any thought to because I didn't, I don't know, I feel so undisciplined in terms of time. I always have to ask, what day is it? I mean, I say yeah. that to my what day is it? You know, and I, yesterday I was like, is today Tuesday or Wednesday? I look forward to having a rhythm again. Yeah. Um, I think any artist who can find anything that structures them a little bit will be a bonus. And the fact that a 30 day challenge has this social component, yes. even if you never interact with anyone except to see their work posted, Right. You see, you start to like recognize, I remember this, I would recognize, I'd look and I'd know, oh, I bet that's Laura's and then look at the name, yeah. you know, and it's sort of like, that's what everyone needs right now. Right. Another community, and I think a new com community, one that you haven't had for years, is so refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really has been. I've met quite a few people that I've, you know, started commenting on their paintings, they've commented on mine, and, um, you know, just some really neat neat people that I you know I try to find new people all the time but this is presented like you said you start seeing the work that catches your eye every day and then you go to their site and follow yeah. and yeah it's, it's your it's your new little I don't know what yeah look, you know and thank god for it um I know I feel that way about figure painting um, yeah where I just sort of like to listen to everyone chatter on the zoom and I enjoy seeing everyone's work you know it's there's something fun about seeing what you all produced in a period of time the day before right so yeah right that does mean, would you do another one in february i would not do one back to back but i would consider one in september um i think they right. repeat this in september um uh, and i would do it because i do like to plan air paint and we should talk about that too um, I do like to plant air paint and I have gone out. I've, I've gone to, to the ocean because I'm real close. I've gone to the ocean twice. <gasps> Both times, I think, uh, you know, I lasted 30 minutes and had to get in the car and warm up. But, but there was the car and there was the heater and I did it. Uh, and then I got back out and thought, what am I, crazy? But, you know, look at the view. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the ocean. I also have done a little bit out on the back porch just to get out, just to be. Yep painting trees or something. Um, I was going somewhere with that. I don't know. Well, we're talking about the sort of the plein air end of things. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, you want, you know, I always struggle with this. I want to be a plein air painter. Yeah. I really it sounds, do. It sounds so romantic. <laughs> Doesn't it yeah. just have this beautiful you know, There's no shortage of challenges. For me, it's sort of like I, I talked about you know, when I said, how do I make this more manageable? For me, it's the luxury of being in my studio and having everything I want there. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. In plein air, it's a different mindset. It's so much more physical. That's really interesting to me because you're not only lugging your stuff to a spot, but then you're, you know, you're doing your setup and you're on your feet for three or four hours at a stretch. And you're, you know, you're dealing with wind, which, why did no one ever tell me that wind makes you so, you know, tired sometimes, <laughs> you know, just yeah. fighting the wind. Yeah. For me, I'm very conscious of staying out of full sun. You know, I've had 
my dance with you know little skin issues thank you to thank you to genetics and too yes. much fun in my youth so you know i'm always thinking about that and i love when i'm doing it um but i mostly see those as studies that i bring back into my studio then and so it's rare that i execute Sometimes, I won't say never, but it's more for the learning and just the sheer pleasure of being out of doors. Yeah. You know, that you, you have to sort of really appreciate the fact that it's such a pleasure to be able to be outside and have your mind so occupied and just, I don't know, enjoy this beauty of nature. It sounds so corny, but no, you know, I'm I a New York girl. I grew up with, yeah. sure, trees, but lots of concrete sidewalks in my life and to be able to be you know, to choose a spot that you think is beautiful and then try to capture some of that on on canvas Oof, what a what a luxury you know and and i think that's great i just know there's people that are, do it so much better than i more power to them yeah. i think during the pandemic too you know if you think about it so many people, particularly here in New England, where we kind of go indoors in, I don't know, late November and we stay more or less yeah. indoors until first of March or so. This is, this is a long stretch and a long stretch with no friends and no going out and no, yeah. you know, the things that we normally took for granted. That's Will right. any of us ever no. take it for granted? Never. No. But not even if you wanted to paint, would you get together with a group of friends? Oh, right, right. There's just so many marks that, I don't know, there's going to be a whole lot of celebration going on I think when so. this ends. I think so, yeah. And we had a, um artist of New England, plein air painting, which I was going to do annually until COVID hit. We did it once, <laughs> the first annual. We missed the second annual. <laughs> it would have been last October. Um, but I, you know, I think we're going to do it in the spring. I think we are, and just we'll separate and do it in the spring. Yeah, well, by spring, you'll probably have half of you vaccinated. So right. that's a that little bit be. of. Let's yeah. hope for that. Yeah. So you know, I mean, the different seasons present these huge different challenges, and that's like a, a whole other topic. But I just admire, you know, for another show, I think, but these, uh, these painters who are getting out there in the winter, one, another one is Jessica Floyd, who's been doing, and she, she has some work up there in Jackson um, Gallery in Jackson, New Hampshire as well. I think she's been out every day. I want to say, I want to say she's painted outdoors every day. I don't know how she does it, but yeah, and just some really beautiful, beautiful work. Oh. And also a very low there was a setup. Like her setup is, is very low key. She's, she's yeah. got a cigar box. Very simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, I admire people who can just keep it simple. <laughs> I tend I to be. Remember, I can't remember this artist's name, but she paints all winter long up in Maine, mostly gouache and watercolor. And her secret was, as she said, toe warmers, you know, like the kind yes. we New Englanders all bought in our mittens and boots when we went into the hockey rings right to watch our kids play hockey but um you know the world, and then vodka she would mix she would use vodka to paint with because alcohol you ah. know, doesn't freeze it 
take so much. So she actually worked her way around the frozen that is interesting. water issue. Yeah, I did run into that because I'm using the water missile so oils. I would be in my car. 100%. Fox. 100%. I do that now. Truth be known, for anybody who knows New England, I head out towards uh, Sullivan's. That's all I'm going to say. I park at this long strip overlooking the bay, and I get the most gorgeous clouds rolling in from the ocean direction. And I will sit in my car, and I have a whole sketch pad filled with those. Uh -huh. And no, if you're wondering, I do not get a hot dog. <laughs> but it is a great place to paint and i think but from my car would i get out yeah. god no it's a tundra yeah. it's freezing the winds yeah. blow yeah. yeah stapleton kearns stapleton kearns does a winter boot camp oh yeah and it is not for the faint of heart no that's why they come from russia to do it <laughs> <laughs> or my studio mate who does it but she does oh god love she me. does she does wow yeah, yeah that's tough well um let's talk about breakthroughs i think um for me i talked about the meditative getting in that zone faster like forcing mm -hmm. myself to just go right for that shape and that color that value and stop toying around with the neck of this bottle you know just get that right out of your head and jump right in um so that has has been huge for me and i will say this with the strata easel challenge i with many other people understood it to be that you produced one painting per day okay. up until day 11 when <laughs> up until day 11 with this cute adorable representative I, I don't remember her name it's just a doll she gets on does these little videos and she says you can do one over more than one day aha uh aha -huh. uh -huh. So on day 11, I started dawdling around and pushing paint here and there, <laughs> second-guessing everything and overanalyzing, as I usually do. We all do. Until day 13, I said, well, forget that. And, and since then, I went back to the one a day, except for once. I did do, um, because I had done Paul's class Sunday, I dragged one over two days. But I, I will say this, I would not have come, if I'd known that from the beginning, I would have done that from the beginning. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, to do one painting over a couple of days. But for me, I would never have made that breakthrough if I had not had that pressure on me to, to do it once a day with time constraints. So, uh, so I guess then the question is, is the challenge to produce 30 paintings in 30 days or is the challenge to paint every day for 30 yes. days? Yes. And, you know, the worst thing I think we can do to ourselves is guilt or <laughs> set ourselves up to feel like we failed. We didn't do it. We didn't meet the challenge. We didn't finish a painting. Yeah. So maybe the healthier mindset is every yeah. day. And if you happen to finish, great. Right. Now, I have a question for you about the challenge. Yeah. Do you, do you own a Strata easel? I do not. But boy, do I want one. <laughs> Okay. There's a couple, you know, I, listen, I'm famous for owning far too many easels. Um, my husband once said, and, and it's not like, this is not usual for him to be so terribly insightful off the cuff, but he said to me, you know, when you have a problem, you usually look for an appliance to solve it. 
And I thought, oh, that's true. If I'm baking a cake, I want, you know, the KitchenAid on the counter. And if I'm, uh, yeah, I kind of go that way. And when yeah. it came to eatables, you know, I, first I wanted, you know, sort of something simple and light, and then I wanted something lighter. And then I wanted something that had a better, you know, setup for the size oh, can. So we could do a whole show on easels, you're saying. Oh. <laughs> yes. with <laughs> We got almost one of everything. Okay. Have, um, that one's coming up. <laughs> does does tickle my fancy. There's a lot about it. I think Love they it. do. And seriously, for what I've spent on bad easels, I could have afforded Estrada if I'd known. But um, I am curious. I wonder how many people do own Strata easels. That is interesting. Yeah. Now it's funny because I've seen. You know, they put up the paintings, um, not everybody's every day. There's about 750 participants. Um, but, you know, as they're going by, the ones that are outdoors, I've seen a few. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. I've seen a few for sure. I love it. Well, I'm just, I keep visualizing Mark pulling my name out and saying, Laura Casanari King. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I see now, I would want him to be like Oprah. And you get an easel and you get an easel and you get this year everyone who participated oh wouldn't that be great did you know <laughs> i would gladly trade in 90 percent of my easels for one strata oh i would um, i would never trade my studio easel you couldn't pry it out of me yeah well i think jessica flig makes the point it's it's the passion to get out it's not the that you make you make work what what you have when you're passionate enough. But like you, I, I'm more comfortable in my studio too. I, I mean, I do get out because I try to, and I love I love being outdoors. I don't always love, you know, the all the obstacles. I mean, let's face it. There's there's sure. a, so you know, the other option. Okay, so we have painting at home. Whether that's you know I've done it all. Whether you're painting at your kitchen table or you're painting in a room that has been designated as your studio or you go off into a remote studio. I will tell you that what I love about having a studio offsite mm. is I'm like a well-trained dog. When I get there, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. There are no distractions, right. not even ones that are comfort or convenience. Yeah. I mean, I can't just walk into the kitchen to get a cup of tea. And, you know, I can't just decide to pick up the phone and make a call. I sort of don't do any of that. That's the thing that I love. Right. Painting out of doors, I do it for the sheer physical pleasure of being out of doors and painting. Right. With no, you know, expectation that I'm going to turn into, you know, the next whoever it is. Sergeant. Well, I was I, actually who came to mind was I thought Stapleton Kearns or Colin Page or yeah. those guys that are paint outdoors, and I just like swoon. I'd like to, right? I'd like to see somebody trip them so I can grab a wet painting and run off. And I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's the story. So, what about you? Were, we were talking about breakthroughs. Yeah, and, that was that was mine. What's yours? <laughs> Well, do you mean what's my topic or what's my breakthrough? Yeah, what's, it, what's been your greatest breakthrough or breakthroughs? Well, as a result of a 30-day challenge, right. I think, um, let, let me frame it up this way. One of the most helpful things I think I've ever done 
certainly when I was trying to get back up to speed with painting after a long, long break, is I took some workshops and there was, you know, the classic 20 stroke, yeah. you know, exercise. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, stop sort of fussing and just like you have 20 strokes to paint this entire thing on a, let's say an eight by eight, go. Um, I feel like that's really put to the test in a daily challenge like this one. 30 days of painting, you know, if you've committed, you've done everything right, you've ordered all your supplies, so you have this 30 panels sitting there. You know you're not gonna paint big, you've got your array of brushes. And if you can set yourself that challenge mentally, because I yes. don't know anybody who can go in and fix it a little, but you say to yourself, I'm gonna do this with as few strokes as possible, and I've only got X time to do it. Boy, talk about a breakthrough, you start realizing, that is a better painting than the ones that you fussed with and yeah. drew first and, you know, <laughs> you know, if you've done the work, you know, by painting over some pe period of time, when it comes to it, you can see the darkest dark. You don't have to spend, you know, 45 minutes laying in your dark values. You see them, you've only got X strokes, you get it down, right? You kind of take, you know, you said it earlier, you said um, you paint shapes, not things. Hardest thing to learn, yeah. hardest thing, that and values, I think. And I found that having that sort of time, that clicking top, cl ticking clock, yeah. <laughs> I like a clicking talk. Um, I found, yeah, I found that really, for me, it was like, oh, I guess I do know this well enough to be able to just get it down. I don't have to, you know, read the entire encyclopedia in order to have a vocabulary. I've got a vocabulary. Now it's time to just get the darks and get the values and start looking at the shapes where the highlights, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That requires a simple setup. I mean, you're not gonna do a bowl of fruit with, you know, you don't want the whole meal there. You just want one course and you can paint it. Yeah. So I came out of it going, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And you know, to get it at some point, you, you didn't get it on day 30. So yeah. you had at least 10 or 15 or 20 days of practicing the thing you got. And it, exactly. I think that's probably to get you going. Yeah. 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 That was for me the, and the highlight. So you do. What a, what a cheap lesson to learn. Yeah, but it, you know, it took that pressure. And like I said, if I, if I hadn't been under that pressure for those first 10, 11 days, I would not have come to that. I know I wouldn't have because I know myself. I'd have drug those paintings out. And I'm, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, that was the lesson I learned by putting myself under that pressure. And, and like I started off with doing a painting in about three hours. And I'm like, I, I don't have three hours. I was up till past my bedtime. <laughs> which is uncomfortable for me and the rest of the world, shall we say. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I finally got it down to, I can do this in 90 minutes. And that's like, it, and that was on day four. I was like, I got to stick to 90 minutes. And that's yeah. when it started. I was like, Doom. like I would literally come out of this zone of just doing this very meditative shape and value and come out and be like, Oh wow. It's, it is a thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Yeah. That's the value in it, I think. And boy, yeah. when you hit that moment, it's uh, such a relief and such a good feeling. Yeah. So like a diet, though, got to carry that through. Doesn't so, end And I think having your mind set on a success, just saying, I am doing this no matter what. For me, one of the huge hurdles was needing to post it every day. I'm going to be really honest. That was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I think that forced me to go a little further than I might have if I didn't have to. Oh, so it wasn't the actual physical act of posting, which is pretty simple once you yeah. get to it. Yeah. It was the, the humility of the bad paintings. <laughs> yeah, you got to let that go. The other thing I have to say is, and I don't know if you did this or not, Laura, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I've seen people who like take their painting and set it up and put the lights on it or wait till the morning so they can photo. You know what? I did not have time for that nonsense ever. So I would set it up on my easel, put whatever lights I had been using on, pick up my iPhone, you know, focus it, make sure, and then click. And yeah. I take a couple and chances are it was a good enough shot to post. Yeah. Because I thought I got, I have got to let that, notion of perfection go if i want to get to bed before 1 a.m oh yeah and that was really important to me was to get to bed as quickly as i could oh, so, <laughs> yeah. now yeah. talking about this i have to tell you does not make me long to do <laughs> i was gonna ask that so <laughs> oh were you yeah. so did, you answered it <laughs> no, no, no not at all uh, do i think it would be good for me yes would i love more social interaction Yes, but I feel like right now I am okay. I, that can change. Yeah. If I had a, a better mindset maybe, or I wanted to paint small again, I probably would do it. But maybe September, you know, by September, a lot could be different and I might be right. feeling differently. Right now, I feel like I'm still yeah. in the process of uh, integrating what I learned from the past. How many do you think you've done? I'd say four, okay. probably four. Yeah. And for what it's worth, um, I'm pretty sure there isn't any work in at least the first three that I would even consider holding on to. Mm. Um, the nice thing about, you know, those ampersand gesso board panels yep. is that you can stack up 30 of them and it doesn't take up very much room. So yeah. I'm sure that a few of those stacks in the corner of my studio at home. Do I look at them? No. Do I think about them? No. They served their purpose. Yeah. And I have absolutely no intention of gessoing over them to use them in the future. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I paid that price for them. They served their purpose. That's right. Yeah. I have a lot of kids and grandkids, so off they go. <laughs> they comment they put a thumbs up on facebook it's yours no <laughs> it's your birthday gift no i'm kidding that's the next thing you could get like um pre-addressed mailers that you could just stack up next to them i love it get rid of them i love it too well this has been great so we'll be doing um uh our next episode will be an interview with someone and um yeah so um, upcoming topics, if you people would like to share your thoughts and ideas mm -hmm. with us, what would you like us to talk about? Certainly, we're going to get delve into Margaret's easels. That will have to happen. <laughs> I'll take a few pictures just so we're going to see what's going on over there. 
uh, that'll be an episode, but let us know. Um, email on artistsofnewengland at gmail.com or on our Instagram page, Artists of New England. Let us know your thoughts. And yeah, keep sharing your, your um, particularly in the Instagram, when this gets posted, share, you know, your greatest takeaways or aha moments during the 30-day challenge if you've ever done one. And Laura, finish strong. That's all I can I, say. I am. You know, I'm ready Drink to tap. more coffee. Yes. <laughs> always powered by caffeine. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Have, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. You too. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.